both the elite with their all elite wrestling and Jay Lethal with his long running championship reign in Ring of Honor are creating an lethal injection in the pro wrestling world that is going to change the face of this great sport forever. But Pasty, before we get into that, we have some sponsors to show. That's right, Fat Mac. Of course, we're talking about the Tees That Please Qualities t-shirt company of Wilmer, Minnesota. For email inquiries, you can hit them up at qualities t-shirts go at gmail.com. They're still running their white tee sale. That is 25 tees of one color print, $5 per shirt, and you add 2 3 and $4 for every size from XXL to 4XL. It's a great deal. Great product. Check, Check them out. Down. And also, of course, returning to the show as of last week, Monster Wear Clothing. For all your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, they produce it at the highest quality, locally sourced, fast turnaround times. Hit up my boy Corey Matthews at Monster Wear Clothing. Links, of course, are available in the description. Earth calling, pilot to co-pilot, looking for life on this planet, but no signs of it. All I can see is a bunch of smoke flying, and I'm so high that I might die if I go by it. Yes, folks, it's 159 days to the event, not 160, no, 159 days. Set your phasers to fun. The Galactic Down is a three-day outer space-themed music and camping festival located in the outskirts of Houston, Minnesota at the beautiful, gorgeous Outback Ranch. This amazing festival is out of this world and hosted by Dead Larry and all of their funky friends. With them come a wide array of musical genres. We're talking rock, funk, bluegrass, jam, ska, indie, hip-hop, and electronic. About anything you could ever ask for, all in this electromagnetic atmosphere with two stages and over 25 acts with no overlapping music, folks. Yes, each act to act. No one are you going to have to miss. There's definitely something for everyone at the Galactic Get Down. The festival is very family-friendly. In fact, there are plenty of activities on site, including interactive arts and crafts, costume contest, games, and more. It also provides a wide variety of live visual artists painting and creating all weekend. You can watch a unique piece of art being created before your eyes and then take it home with you. Oh, but there's even more. We have independent food vendors to satisfy every craving. And with our craft art vendors lining the paths, you will surely find something to add to your collection of gear. This is an out-of-this-world experience. Get your tickets now, folks, for July 18th through July 20th. That's July 18th at 7 p.m., July 20th until noon. Let's get weird! If you want your tickets, you can find them at galacticgetdown.com. Folks, the early bird specials are out right now, and they are $75. That includes $750 tax, but it's $75, the cheapest tickets you will find. And as always, folks, remember, Galactic Get Down is brought to you by Dead Larry, Seahorse Productions, and Vicarious Visions. I can't wait to be back. Away Get from the snow and snow. into the space dust. With horses and grass and sky and music and lights and people and fun and festive and food and oh, freak out. We brought it up at the beginning a little bit. 
And before we get into the AEW, which everybody in the wrestling world is talking about, let's talk about something that's kind of getting overlooked, Pasty. Something that definitely should not get overlooked because this is from definitely an elite wrestler who is not part of the elite. Beef Six Podcast would like to extend a congratulations to current Ring of Honor champion, Jay Lethal. Yes, folks, he has held the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship title more days than anyone in history cumulative. His reign stands at 649 days over the course of only two title reigns, taking the accolade from former record holder, the great Samoa Joe. This happened on February 4th. There is, however, Pasty, a long list of stars looking to gain the gold, including the chairman of Villain Enterprises, Fat Max Boy, the villain, Marty Skrull. Big props to Jay Lethal. He he deserves this accolade. The problem is they're drawing attention to this accolade, which leads me to believe Marty's that winning it. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which would be smart for ROH. Um, not that they can't have a working relationship with All Elite, but if they can try to cinch Marty Skrull in and keep him away from All Elite, that would be a huge win for Ring of Honor. And they need the wins they can get right now. I mean, the roster's still pretty stacked. It is. It's super great. Um, every independent scene is just getting overshadowed by All Elite, which honestly hasn't done anything yet, but we know is going to make huge waves at the beginning. At least their first three months, you can imagine they're going to be huge. And that's definitely going to hurt Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, PWG. Most of the North American uh, independent promotions are probably going to take a little bit of a bite when AEW starts uh, airing their shows, starting with Double or Nothing. Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch. It's the price to pay for this kind of change, though. Oh, it's good. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make a and huge long-term effect. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, PWG. None of them guys are going anywhere anytime soon. Especially Ring of Honor. Yeah, a- and Impact. I think they're doing great for themselves. Well, they've showed they'll never give up, <laughs> no matter the cause. They are the second longest-running pro wrestling promotion in North America. That's that's huge. They lasted longer than WCW lasted. They've been around longer than WCW was around, as unfathomable as that is. Against all odds. Against, against self-destructive <laughs> odds. They've tried to kill yeah. themselves so many times. Um, and Ring of Honor goes through their peaks and valleys. We've seen that throughout history. They go from being the premier independent to being, okay, yeah, they're so good, to being the premier independent to being, okay, they're so good. And right now they're in the, okay, they're still good portion of independence, at least me personally. No, I'm right there with you. But I have no doubt that they are going to be back in premier independence, especially with AEW. Everybody keeps talking about, oh, AEW is great for WWE because it causes competition. AEW is great for WWE because it's competition, which is true, 100%. But think of what it's going to do for Impact and Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground and PWG and everyone else who also has to up their game who are in direct competition with AEW. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting time coming up and I just I feel the earth rumbling already and it's going to be fun. But I think everybody's going to everybody's going to be stronger after this. It's going to cause a drive for new talent, which is always a good thing. Uh you know, the the tensions will lessen once all elite fills their roster, you know. It won't be so bad anymore when they're not drawing in 
as many entities. Yeah, and they're already at almost like thirty combatants, so they're they're close to a full roster as it is. Obviously, I'm sure they got some more big names coming, and they need. Dare I say they need a big name for their um, TV deal to work out. Whether that ends up being somebody who's in the news or if it ends up being somebody else, we'll see. But they they still are missing that big name that non-wrestling fans will tune in to watch. They don't have anybody yet. It'll come. I think, you know, and I almost wonder if they already have somebody like planned and just waiting on it because they're they're pretty smart about how they're releasing this information to the public well you know we're, we're touching on it pacing should we get into our weekly elite dirt sheet headlines innuendo and a sea of rampant rumors surround the fledgling company and its creators and since we're going to be covering this for the foreseeable future we figured let's make it a weekly segment Welcome to the Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet. We bring you the facts, the murmurs, the downright outlandish. Now let's get down to it with all facts. Yes, they had the Double or Nothing ticket press release just uh, just two days ago on Thursday. And uh, a lot of announcements were made. Now, I did not sit down and watch the whole thing. I believe you watched the majority of it, Pacey. I did. I actually watched the entire thing. It was, it was an hour and a half long, so I wasn't going to sit down and watch all of it. But we did get a list of new signings. Um, some of these are names that may be the first time some of our listeners have heard of them. Some of them I have to assume most of our listeners have heard of. And there's one who isn't a surprise and everybody expected. And there's one who was a huge surprise to me and I honestly never even contemplated. So uh, do you want to just go back and forth and you and I will both go down the list? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, first off is uh, Sonny Kiss, who I, I don't know a lot about. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know anything about him just on seeing him during the, the press release but uh, afterwards, I did look him up, and I realized that I think I have seen him on Lucha Underground. Um, then we have Sammy Guevara, who I know very well. AAA Cruiserweight World Champion has competed in PWG, Ring of Honor, uh, all over to Independence. Great young talent. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him myself, but he seems like he's going to be a, a good asset for the company. One thing I didn't like during the press release, he came out and said he was going to show you why he's the best ever. And then ended his promo with, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Well, Pacey, uh, after a couple matches between him and uh, Ray Phoenix, I'll bet you you get to know Sammy Guevara pretty good. Yeah, but is he one of the best in the world or is he the best ever? Well, he said the best ever the doesn't promo. necessarily That's mean... Kind of amateur. The best ever doesn't necessarily mean the best in the world. It's just the best ever. <laughs> but the best ever is one of the best in the world, right? He said it He said it on such a hanger, though, that it was like the biggest statement to say he was the best ever, because that's not something most people say. Folks, just to let you know, Pacey White says he wants everybody to have scripted promos, and he does not want anybody no. speaking for <laughs> themselves. Moving on from that. That's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. I'm just saying, I think he's a little green, but that's good, because I think they need they need fresh talent and that's that's the thing that they're going into too is they're going to be digging for more uh deep-seated yeah and you know what people got to remember is a lot of these people especially in the indies even in ring of honor uh less impact but even in ring of honor a lot of these people don't have a lot of promo time and they might not have their promos down and if uh all elite is is going to do what they say they're going to do and be about talent and not be about scripted writers you're going to get a lot of this that's what you need to come to expect. And if you shit on it, it's not going to work out because this is this is what you're going to get. 
Um, it's a lot like ECW mm-hmm. back in the day. Everybody talks about the fire promos in ECW, and they had some of the best promos. But there were some god-awful shitty promos also. And again, that's because Paul Heyman just let people go out there, and it's either you win or you lose. You sink or you float. You eat or you starve. You trip or you walk. You run or you crawl. You fly or you crash. Should I keep going? (laughs) I think we're good. All right. (laughs) Next up, we have a duo. Your favorite tag team in New Japan history. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Chucky T, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta, the best friends. Um, I like Chuck Taylor. People let me tell you about my best friend. Trent has never sold me. Ever, 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 ever. And that's good. That's good because all elite wrestling should have people that I love and people that I'm not into because they should be for more than one person. They should be for a vast variety of folks. What do you think of the best friends, Pasty? I mean, at some point in time, I like Trent Beretta. Rapungi Vice, yeah. I've seen him a couple of times. I know you're not fond of them. You kind of need those middle-of-the-line tag teams. You know what I mean? If you're going to have megastar tag teams, you need to have, like, the, the guys that are, right. like, SCU. What? And, what? And, SCU's, yeah. SCU's what? fucking main event. SCU. What are you talking about? They're, they're better they're than the Bucks. Little, better than the Bucks. A little at their prime. Better, better than the Bucks. They're a little at their prime. Which is a good thing for now, but what's it going to be three years from now? They're going to be training all these kids on how to do shit. They're going to be teaching Chucky e. T and Trent Britta how to tag team wrestle. It'll take them three years. It'll take them three years. <laughs> With that being said, uh, um, we're, we're going to keep moving on, but this is our this is our tag team that we've touched on. And uh, we don't really have this listed in our rumors or anything, but... Let's bring up the rumor that AEW is kind of going to try to bank on tag team wrestling the way that Impact Wrestling banked on their cruiserweight slash X division. Yeah. It it has been said, not officially, but it has been hinted at and said, and especially with the Young Bucks being executive vice presidents and Cody, who is a big uh, tag team wrestler, being they might try to make a name for themselves by having the strongest tag division ever they said during the press release they were going to make tag team wrestling main event wrestling that's great and then they got into a shoving fight with the lucha bros at which uh pentagon ended up pile driving matt on the fucking stage i seen that <laughs> i watched that i didn't watch an hour and a half of them talking but yeah, i like seen I that said, fucking pile driver it was probably about 40 minutes total because they had those fucking blank screens of it'll be on soon for a good chunk yeah. of time the good stuff you get with all of the AAA and New Japan shows that you watch also. I might go back and watch. I mean, I've watched the highlights. I don't think I need to watch anymore. Maybe I do. Uh, I mean, the highlights are probably good enough. It was it was entertaining, to say the least. I think it's good, though, that Cruiserweight, there's been women. You know, TNA really pushed the women. Let's go back to the fact that Shimmer really started the women's revolution. But from Shimmer, we got Impact Wrestling. TNA that pushed the women's division and really created that. And we had the X division also over there. And WWE is now taking up the women's a little bit, um, trying to push that more for PR reasons than for actual, they care reasons, but still. And they've got 205 Live and all of that. 
if AEW is going to bank on tag team wrestling, and I love tag team wrestling, some of my favorite wrestlers are a tag team. I'm all for this. And I think it's great for them to solidify themselves in a niche. I think that's a good way, at least in the first two, three years. In the time mm. it takes SCU to train Chuck Taylor and Trent Breda to be a good tag team. I think it's good for them to have that as their niche and make a name for themselves. Oh, I definitely think so. Uh, my biggest thought when they were talking about it was that they want to make tag team wrestling main event. And we all watched All In and tag team wrestling was the main event. And because the show went long elsewhere, they paid for it. Now at Double or Nothing, we're going to get Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. I don't want to see that in the main event and get cut short. I think they're better than that. I like to see them in the main event, but there's always that risk. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be Omega and Jericho in the main event would be my guess. But you never know. I didn't expect the main event that we got it all in. So you don't know what these guys are going to do. We've had one show to go off of. And not only that, I would assume this next show is going to be very different, and it should be. Mm -hmm. All In was a random... It was a celebration of independent wrestling. This is All Elite's um, flagship of first show, and it should be different than All In. It should feel different. It should look different. It should be different. Uh, Moving on, though, we got Kylie Ray pasty. As a new signee. What do you think of Kylie Ray? Uh she's she's a good face, I suppose. She's a good uh good guy? Yeah, that's I don't know a whole lot about her. She chews gum. Yeah, yeah, she does. She was chewing gum during her promo. That was the one thing I noted about her promo, other than she was <laughs> like super baby face and like, oh yeah, pandering to little girls. You you gotta have that. That's good. I didn't watch it. I just know that in the notes it says Kylie Ray <laughs> chewing gum during debut promo. So well, I had to bring it up. At one point, I said under Sammy that he said he was the best ever and then said he was the best Ooh. in the world a few seconds later. Or no, the, one of the best. But. So let's bring up uh, the talk of the intro net, Nyla Rose. Yeah, yeah, this has been uh, pretty big all over the place. A lot of people seem to think it's controversial. Uh, I don't understand why anybody who's paying any attention to all elite wrestling would see this as controversial considering in most of these promotions, it's commonplace for a man, man to fight a woman regardless. Agreed. But Nyla Rose is a trans woman and she's catching a lot of flack and she's a good wrestler and she deserves a spot here. And you know what? Maybe I've, I've heard the accusations that she's a token and maybe she's a token, but to, to make a change, you need a token. Um, you know, uh, Sidney Poitier was a token black actor for the longest time, where they were like, he's really good at what he does. We need a black guy. Let's get Sidney Poitier. He turned out to be one of the best actors ever. You got uh, Ron Simmons was a token black champion. The very first NWA, world, the very first pro wrestling world champion ever. And he's one of the best ever. It's not a negative for them to be a token. Uh, it may be a token, but I think Nyla Rose can turn that token into a ceiling breaking rocket ship. I mean, the plan is to change the universe and uh, this is a big step in that direction. Once it's commonplace that this is, this is acceptable, you know, and it, I don't even see the arguing point. I don't, I don't well, see a negative in it whatsoever. The problem is pro wrestling in its, in its roots has always been the good old boys. So first of all, it was super hard for women to even get any respect in there. They've fought hard for that. 
in that time, it's been even that much harder for gay men to get much respect. And there's still very few openly gay pro wrestlers without it being a weird gimmick. And I got into an argument today about that because this guy comes in complaining because AEW hired a trans woman and Sonny Kiss, who's an openly gay black man. He he's complaining about it and complaining about modern wrestling and how it's also soft and pandering and shit. And he doesn't like the gay shit. And I'm like, well, it's it's a bunch of mostly naked guys in the ring, oiled up and grabbing each yeah, it's other. A, it's a very homoerotic sport. <laughs> yeah. Let's be you honest. You get down to the core of it, and and it's it's very gay. So what's wrong? I mean, it goes all the way back to Pat Patterson, maybe earlier than that, probably earlier than that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, much earlier than that. I mean, think yeah. of the the. It started as Greco-Roman wrestling. The Romans were big in free love. They were all fucking every sex. There were more gay people in Rome than there were straight people. I don't know if anybody was straight. You were either bi or you were gay. Right? It wasn't even wrestling back then. It was just public sex. They just they just <laughs> fucked each other. It was like, you ain't getting away from me, Bruce. <laughs> and they called it a sport. <laughs> Uh, no, but without being funny, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it just, it's, I, I understand why it's a big deal to people. Not that I feel that way, but that wrestling is really, this, this goes to NBA, NFL, NHL. They're just so far removed from the masses that it's hard for those kind of people to stand out. And I think pro wrestling actually has evolved quicker than the rest of them. There's not a lot of openly gay or trans or bi, NHL, NFL, MLB, any of that. And I, I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. Even if, even if she's not the best wrestler in the world, turns out to not have great matches. And if she just opens gates for other trans wrestlers, to me, that's a positive. Yeah, I think so. And hey, WWE can ha use it as an excuse to let men beat up Nia Jax some more. There you go. Um, <laughs> speaking of men that go both ways, Kenny Omega was the big announcement. I don't know why he was. He should have been the first announcement. Yeah, well, they, they needed something big. Um, he was announced. And not only is he going to be a uh, talent, which I think wasn't a surprise to anybody, but he also is going to be um, the new executive vice president alongside Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Cody Runnels. It's really, uh, if you think about it, it's a, it's a great management structure for wrestlers because you've got the tag teams represented in management, you've got your heavyweight wrestler represented in management, and you've got your mid-card in management. And then Brandy Rhodes is basically an EVP too. They just gave her a different title to set her apart. They just liked the pun of her being yeah. the the brandy officer. officer. Yeah. yeah. But she's basically an EVP, so everybody is fully represented in the core management of the company, and I think that's very important. I think that's something that's kind of unique to this company that I don't know that other companies have had going into. No, it's really for the wrestlers, by the wrestlers. Almost a, a FUBU type. Damon John would be proud of these guys. <laughs> uh, that it seems to be built. Obviously, they got the backing of the Con Enterprise, which right. has money and has the experience of running large operations, large sports operations. But they have the, the pro wrestling acumen. To go along with it. And not only the pro wrestling acumen, but the hungry pro wrestling acumen. This isn't 
um, Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin deciding to start a wrestling organization. This is four guys who have worked their asses. I, and, uh, that sounds and shitty. And chose not to go to WWE. Yeah, that, that sounds shitty because Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin all worked their asses off. But these are, I think there's a big difference between those two and these four. I, I don't. Yeah, because they, they chose the hard road to get them to where they're at. I mean, even Cody walking away from WWE and the guaranteed money to go back. He could have kept it up and been stardust for years and been bringing in millions to fight, what, six times a year. Yep, yep, easily he could have done that. I mean, Goldust proves that. Moving on, uh, Seema is a signee from AAA. He's going to be doing double duty. He is working AEW, and he is also working AAA. Seema is a longtime Lucha Libre uh, big name throughout AAA, CMLL. He's competed in um, ECW, WCW, all throughout the independents. Seema is another big name who is officially going to be on Double or Nothing. I don't know a lot about SEMA personally. It's something I'm going to be looking into going into it. I like to have some background. Throw it in your YouTube machine, SEMA. C-I-M-A, SEMA. Still the only thing to this day I've watched is horrible botches of last year's Triple Mania. And I just watched that again recently just because I wanted to laugh. Just fucking good stuff. Can't (laughs) recommend that video enough. (laughs) I'll post it on the Facebook page so everybody can enjoy it again. And a couple other names from Japan that aren't necessarily con. They were signed. They're definitely appearing at Double or Nothing. They are definitely appearing. The first I want to say is Yuka Sakazaki, a big time uh, female Japanese wrestler. She's held titles. She she's one of the main events over in Japan. That's that's a big name. But what really surprised me, and the to me the biggest name outside of probably Kenny Omega, which we all knew was coming. The biggest name coming out of this event was Aja Kong. And a lot of our listeners might not know Aja Kong, but is a pro wrestling great from back in the, yeah, I want to say from the late 80s over in Japan. And she is a legend. Her battles with Minami Toyota, who to this day is probably my favorite female pro wrestler of all time, Minami Toyota. Um, go go and look up some Minami Toyota Aja Kong matches and uh, just see what Aja Kong is made of. But she is a big beast of a pro wrestler. She is a legend. She is not young. I'm not sure. Um, actually, let's throw it in the old Google machine and see how old Aja Kong might be. But she is definitely one to watch. I can't see her being, if she is signed, I can't see her being a long-term wrestler. But if they can have her backstage, if they can have her helping with training and helping bringing up these young lionesses, that's going to be huge. Uh, 48 years of age she is as of now. So she's not a, a young gal by no means. But a legend in the business. And just for Aja Kong showing up may not mean much to a lot of our listeners internationally. They're getting the Japanese views. Those those, those Japanese yeah. people are tuning in, if nothing else, to see Kenny Omega and Aja Kong. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a good get for the company. Maybe somewhere down the line they'll announce that they signed full-time. Although, I don't know, Aja Kong seems like you'd bring her up every once in a while, probably for a battle royal. or. I'd love to see her 
be signed, but in a backstage capacity. And then, like you said, bring her, bring her in a match every now and then. But I would love to see her in a backstage capacity. I think there's, she could do nothing but accentuate, uh, the talent, female or male, but definitely female. Uh, speaking of, uh, SEMA and the new talents pasty during the rally. Cody Rhodes announced that not only is AEW partnering with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, but um, also AAA as well. Which is pretty huge. AAA is the largest Mexican pro wrestling promotion that there is. Who else do we know? Do we know that that's with AEW or... Yeah, who else do we know, Pasty? Well, earlier this week, before the press release, they announced that Jimmy Havoc had signed with All Elite Wrestling. Havoc's contract is not exclusive, and he will continue to work with MLW for the time being. But this seems to be the case in a lot of their signings, because Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix also agreed to work for All Elite Wrestling. But the pair are currently signed to Lucha Underground, and therefore will only work for AEW on a per-match basis. Lucha Underground has stated that it will grant discontented performers their releases. But it's hard to see them just letting go of top talent like Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Well, and it'll be uh, interesting to see if they continue to stick around Impact Wrestling and MLW also because they're both main event players in both of those companies. In fact, involved in huge storylines in both currently. It's uh, it's really cool, though. And, and like I said, something I heard earlier, this definitely doesn't belong in all facts. It more belongs in all innuendo. But it was a lot of all elite stars, if not all of them, are getting non-exclusive contracts, meaning they can wrestle for anyone at any time. Well, maybe on conditions, but I'm sure the conditions are pretty loose. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like uh, WWE's old contracts, it was basically like, Go wrestle with these other promotions as long as it isn't during one of our TV tapings or our pay-per-views. And they did say they're, they're willing to work with WWE. That's that's another thing that came up at the right. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the mind fuck of the century, um, though? I'm pretty sure uh, Impact and Ring of Honor and everybody has said they're willing to work with WWE. <laughs> Wouldn't that be um, weird, though, if Vince pulled the trigger here? Like, ah. Uh, It might be a pain down the road. Let's work with them. Let's put them on that Edge and Christian show. I hear a few people watch that. It's like Garfield and Friends, where like part of it was Garfield and then part of it was U.S. Acres. They're on Edge and Christian's show of awesomeness. It's like 15 minutes of Edge and Christian, 15 minutes of Ollie Lee wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool, though. If like WWE, that was the one company that decided that they were willing to partner with on that level. And then all the other under companies would be cycling talent to AEW to reach WWE for a match. It would be amazing. It'll never happen. It would be unfathomable, which which would just make it that much greater. Yeah, uh, 100%. No, I had a euphoric like 15 minutes earlier when I say you're just thinking about the possibilities of what could come of something like that where people didn't have to sign to WWE to be there, you know? Well, you know who's not going to be there right away, Pasty, is Cody. He is actually scheduled for knee surgery in just uh, just a week, February 12th, with an estimated recovery time of uh, two to three months. He's going to be out for a while, but should, emphasis on should, be cleared to compete in time for double or nothing. And in fact, on the latest Road to Double or Nothing, they teased his part, or his uh, opponent, 
but really didn't give you much to uh, ponder on what his opponent may be. Is it sad that I watch Being the Elite, but I don't watch Cody's show? I don't know. Is it sad that I don't watch Being the Elite, but I watch The Road to <laughs> Double or Nothing? I think yours is a little bit more sad, yeah. Between the two of us, we know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. Basically, the apple-eating man came in and said, I have, and then they blurted out his name on the phone, and Christopher Daniels looked at Cody Rhodes and said, Ooh, that's pretty personal. He's like, do you want to deal with this? And Cody Rhodes looked at Apple-eating guy and said, Nah, I'll call him back when I feel like it. And then Apple-eating guy said, you know, you still have a match open for Double or Nothing. And then he looked at Christopher Daniels, and Christopher Daniels looked at Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes was like, yeah, I do. So that was it. Nice. My my random guess is Goldust, but I really don't know. I don't know that Goldust would be free at that time. That was just my random guess. I, I really don't. Just because it said it's personal. Don't even announce it before. Just have it be. Right. I just don't know what the it's personal is about. <laughs> Maybe he's going to take on Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> It'll be good. But, you know, you talked about being the elite. I just talked about the road to double or nothing. They got these these YouTube shows going, which is keeping talk going. But, Pacey, this company cannot last. It can't even do anything, at least legitimately wise, without a television deal. Even Impact, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground. MLW, they all have television deals. If AEW doesn't have a television deal, they're not doing anything. Well, Meltzer says they have two legitimate deals on the table. Really? Yeah. And Meltzer claims that they were the best television deals by any non-wrestling program since the days of WCW. My guess is they're going to end up on TBS. I think TBS is, is more than itching to get back into the pro wrestling game. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens of that because... If they're going to do anything with all the, the Shao Khans behind them in Outworld and with all the <laughs> Kenny Omegas and Young Bucks that are going to be signed to them, if they don't have a TV deal, they ain't doing shit. Shad Khan should have a throne at ringside that he sits on and watches every match. I want to see him with, with a big skull helmet and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see that. I want him to be. He's going to be the Dario Cuarto, you know, from Lucha Underground. I want him to be the new Dario Cuarto. Shad Khan. And right when they hit their finisher, he goes, finish him. I think that'd be awesome. Throw, be throw a little graphic up there and everything. And Kenny Omega had a graphic at, at the press rally. It was, uh, uh, there's a new cha or a new challenger approaches and it was him blacked out on a colorful screen like Smash Bros. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that a cool. lot. Although it wasn't a surprise, so it wasn't as effective Not as really. it should have, should have been. But, you know, talking about double or nothing, Pacey, um, Cody was on Jim Ross's Ross report recently, and he commented about the expected attendance. He said, quote, we're aiming to hit 11,600. For a company that's never had one show, it's actually mm. gargantuan. Right. And it's more than WWE sells at, at most events nowadays. But that's less than 400 more than last year's All In, which brought in 11,263 fans from all over the globe. And, Pacey, between you and I, we're reading different reports about what the MGM Grand could possibly hold as far as capacity. 
Yes. I had heard from 16 to 20,000, considering that it's a wrestling event and you're just going to have the wrestling ring. You're not going to have a stage set up and everything. Um, and you had heard what? That the max capacity is 11,600. 11,600, which... Around 11,600. That's what he was shooting for, so maybe that's where that number came from. I'm not sure. And uh, maybe that is. I, I don't know. It's really weird with venues, especially when it comes to pro wrestling. Number one, they always give you the wrong number. They always lie about the number, and that's mm. smart. It's a shoot fucking business. They don't have to tell us what they're actually getting. Um, outside of WWE right now, which is a publicly traded company and does have to give out that information, nobody else has to. You know, whenever you whenever you take a place like this, it, it's obviously different. When you put on a stage show, obviously a stage and the background of the stage and the lighting and all the setup takes up a lot more room than a pro wrestling ring and the ramp and stuff like that. Mm. All the wrestlers come from the backstage. Not sure which numbers are accurate. So basically, it's between zero and 50,000. Let's say that. Right. <laughs> and either way, I still think Cody is playing the, the humble route here, which is smart for business and aiming low, knowing that it's going to sell more than what he's projecting. Because since they announced the pre-sale ticket codes, over 12,000 people have already signed up for right. for the codes, which come out on Monday and allow you access to pre-sale tickets. And that's not saying 12,000 people are going to buy tickets on Monday, but they're on a first come first serve basis. So if half of these people are thinking about buying them and all the other people who are going to get there on Monday, you're going to want to get them fast if you want them. Because they're probably going to sell faster than all in. I don't think so. I think rarely the second sells as fast as the first. I would have to guess it's not going to sell as fast as all in, but I think they'll sell out. All in sold out in less than a minute, Loke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than a half hour. Sorry, less than an hour. In a half hour. I don't think I don't think that's happening by no means, but I could be wrong. It just rarely happens, you know what I mean? Rarely happens. The first time you bang your broad, you come in 30 seconds. By the 50th time you've banged her, you don't even come. You just spit on her ass and slap it. I just hope this is the company to come around and you can say stuff like, oh, yeah, it, it could happen. Probably won't happen. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, Let's go from, from just the facts, ma'am, to the innuendo, pasty. Well, new names have been scribed on the shade of speculation this week, as apparently more WWE superstars are leaning towards independent pastures. Say it isn't so. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Oh, was that a reference to Kurt Angle's speech on Raw on Monday? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Oh! It might be. But on Fightful's post-Smackdown show... Sean Ross Sapp reported that there is major concern that the Usos may not resign to the company. And they may not be alone, as sad sources say Randy Orton has been very vocal about being willing to hear what all elite wrestling has to offer in public and in the locker room. Of course, this is most definitely just Orton trying to get another nice pay bump from WWE. Because if he seems like he's on the slate to go, they're going to offer him a few more dollars. Yeah, but it's still fun to think about Randy and the Usos free from the confining chains of the E and competing in an independent environment. Something we haven't ever seen from any of those three competitors. Similar, Pacey, might I remind you, similar to Cody Rhodes, who, before he left WWE, had never stepped foot on the independent scene. It would be cool. I, I'd like to see Randy, but then again, he'd be in the land of uh, flippy doos and super kicks, and he doesn't like that kind of stuff. So, 
You know, I'm not a, a Randy Borton fan, but as I mentioned before, I think it would be smart for AEW to try to cater to multiple fans and not just one type. ECW catered to one type of fan and lasted all of five years. It's not a good strategy. Um, TNA has varied their fan base throughout their entire existence, and as much as you can shit on a lot of their product, they're still around. So hiring somebody with the name of Randy Orton and with a different type of style could be the shot in the arm that they need to uh, land an awesome TV deal. I think it'll take somebody of Randy's caliber. I don't see Randy to leave WWE. I think he's a lifer and he's fine with that. He doesn't do all that much anyway. Right. Yeah. He's happy coasting in WWE instead of working hard somewhere else. Usos, on the other hand, I could see them wanting to make a name for themselves. I would. That would be amazing. That would be. Honestly, I think that would be, especially with the way they want to push the tag division, that would be a better get than Randy Orton. Man, you took the words from my mouth. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. That accentuates the tag division right there. And you know what? As soon as you get the Usos, you get your foot in the door of Rock the Dwayne Johnson. You might not get him. You might not get him. But you get your foot in the door. You have somebody who has his number. You have somebody who might be eating turkey with him on Thanksgiving. Right. And the cons have a lot of money. They can get the rock a nice flamethrower. Oh, man. That's that's what he does, right? They can get a flamethrower twice as big with letters twice as big as WrestleMania. They can give him a fucking ice gun and him and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger can Mr. Freeze the shit out of some rocks. You know what I mean? And if they got the Usos, I would have to definitely say the New Day is not far behind. I don't know about that. I honestly don't know Xavier about that. Xavier, I could, yeah, Xavier, I could see leaving. Apollo gotta be all elite. Apollo has nothing to do with the New Day. Now he's just being racist. That's racist to think he was in the New Day because he's black. He's not in the New Day. It's Kofi and Xavier and Big E. Kofi, Big E, and Apollo Creed. Moving on, we do have uh, some matches that we believe have been set up during the Double or Nothing rally, Pasty. Yeah, of course, nothing was uh, actually set in stone except for Hangman Page and Pac. That was kind of cemented. That was was all but officially announced, but yes. But everything else was highly alluded to, and I expect to see it on the card. I just wanted to put it in innuendo because cards are always subject to change. So we got SCU, who after Double or Nothing are going to be hosting the SCU all-night after-party, baby, which has got to be... Either really fun, or they're going to be there for 10 minutes and then disappear. Probably that one. <laughs> but SCU challenged uh, the chairman of OWE to find two of his top talent to take them on. And so that is going to probably happen. Well, first of all, it's SCU taking on two of OWE's top talents and SEMA. SEMA, oh. we know for sure, is, is oh, facing so it's going to be a six-man tag. That's it's even a better. Man. Okay. Yep, it, it's Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels versus SEMA and two of OWE's top wrestlers. Another match we had set up was a match between Kylie Ray and Nyla Rose, which makes a lot of sense. They were both signed, and you got a face and a, a heel. and Science seal delivered on yours. Kenny Omega was attacked by Chris Jericho, setting up for Omega Jericho 2, I believe. 
Is it yes. only two? Yes, it's that only would be two. two. It's that so would be sweet two. that they only did one in New Japan. It makes this even better. Oh, for sure. Uh, maybe the next one, maybe three will be six years down the road. Just tasty. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm I'm very, very excited for that. And of course, uh, Young Bucks were attacked by Lucha Bros, as we had spoke about before. And that's probably going to culminate at the head of Double or Nothing. Oh, and that that's that's going to be just awesome. Yeah. I'm so wet for that one. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. I'm super wet for that one. They better schedule them a lot of time, especially if they're going to put them in the main event slot. Damn it. Looking really good already. I mean, just with these rumored matches, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Pacey, you and I are both going to watch this. I might miss uh, WWE pay-per-views. I might miss uh, MLW Super Show. I might miss shit here and there. I'm catching this no matter what. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to prove to me. AEW is going to have to prove to me that they can't miss pay-per-views and can't miss shows. But as of right now, boy, are they baiting the hook perfectly. It's looking like it's going to be damn good. I, I hate to do this, but we got to push this along, Pacey. we got to get into our newsworthy note. So WWE announced that the 20, uh, 2019 Superstar Shake-Up will happen April 16th and 17th in Montreal, Canada. That's right, the first international Superstar Shake-Up. The Shake-Up is a much-needed adjustment as WWE prepares to move SmackDown to Fox in an attempt to make the show more sports-related and less of a joke. Fox has already stated that if ratings don't prove, the Friday night slot for SmackDown would only be temporary. Well, WWE needs to learn from Fat Max mistakes, and when you start shaking your shit across borders, you get kicked out of countries. I'm just going to leave it at that. But speaking of uh, kicked out of countries, speaking with the National Abu Dhabi the Nashialin Abu Dhabi? What the fuck? Is that some kind of... Somebody deleted something. It's National Inn. The National Inn. Fuck. Fucking the National Inn! (laughs) Anyways, Paul Labuske, as Pacey would like you to to know him ask, (laughs) (laughs) spoke about the future of NXT and where he expects it to go next He said, I can tell you that there will be a performance center in India. There will be a performance center in the Middle East. That's very vague. There will be more than likely a performance center in Latin America. That's also very vague. He named one country and then two areas. (laughs) We'll be replicating this process around the globe all over. I see that. As you said, the product is very big. In the Middle East, very successful there. There's a lot of people who have very strong interests in it. If we go to the Middle East and we start to recruit there and we see that all of a sudden there's a massive interest, there's a massive depth of people that we feel have the ability to succeed, then we would go there first or quicker. Or quicker. First or quicker. You can hear this in Triple H's voice or you can hear this in Trump's voice. I love love that he's either going to go there first or quicker than first. Let me tell you, America, we're not going to get there first. We're going to get there quicker than first. We have a very big, huge, (laughs) huge following in the Middle East. Uh, Very successful there. There's lots of people who have very strong interest in it. Yeah, you're right. That works in Trump and and Paul Lavuske. the same voice. writer. It's Linda McMahon. I honestly probably wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for that line of "We would go there first or quicker." <laughs> Fucking quicker than f- 
that means? We'll go their best. <laughs> yeah, right? China may have gone to the dark side of the moon first, but we're going to go there quicker. Okay? Um, WWE will be headed back to the land of beheadings and lady drivers, though pasty, according to Fightful. WWE will make a return to the Saudi nation on May 3rd for its next big event. Allegedly, the show may be titled Ultima Mania! That was definitely my guess. I'll put that out there. Right after WrestleMania. Yeah, Ultima Mania sounds like the way you'd go at this point. There's supposedly another one in the works for November as well as part of the 10-year contract with Saudi Official Sports. Yes, November, the month of Survivor Series. So expect trying not to get our heads cut off series. Super Survivor (laughs) Spectacle. Surviving Saudi Arabia. Right? (laughs) Surviving the Saudis! Swinging swords on surviving the Saudis! Sinking in sand! Swift, shitty, sacrilegious, sanctimonious shitheads. How was that? That works. Hey, here's another S-word. On SmackDown, Mustafa Ali took a vicious set of stumps to the head from the veteran Randy Orton, who might have been leaving for AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Leading to a wicked black eye following the loss to the Viper. He tweeted out an image of the aftermath, and while not quite as severe as JR's last meeting with the sidewalk... It still looked pretty brutal. You can see the image on facebook.com forward slash Beastnicks podcast. But it's good shit. I like rough shit. I don't like people to be hurt, but I like a little realism. I ain't gonna lie. Pasty, a while back, we did something different. We did. Sometimes when you do something different, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't connect with the audience, you know? But our Beastnicks followers loved our last Lost in Translation. Which was where we went, and we we did a description of a pay-per-view, a classic pay-per-view match, and uh, ran it through Google Translate through multiple languages. Started in English, went to another language, another language, another language, back to English, and then read what it said, because it jumbles all the words around. And it ensued some of the best hilarity, some of the most fun we've ever had. It was so great. So we're going to do some more more pay-per-view matches, right? We're going to talk about some more pay-per-view matches? No, no, no. What? No. Famous promos. These are promos that you know and love from the days present, past, and sooner than now. (laughs) Present, past, and sooner than now? We're going to get there quicker. (laughs) Quicker than first. It's sooner than now. All right, sooner than now. Yeah, I like that one. That, that belongs in Lost in Translation. <laughs> he did it sooner than now. What? <laughs> the fuck is that? What is that? Yesterday? <laughs> so what we want you guys to do, the listeners, listen to these promos and try to guess what they are before we reach the end and tell you what they are. <laughs> you know what we didn't do? We didn't decide who's reading what. No, we didn't. I think I'll take the first one, though. I want you to. All right. I love this one. All right. I do not hate you, John. I do not hate you. I love you. I love you very much. Because I will go to many people. I think you're the best. Because you are not. I am the best. 
I am the best in this world. Something is better for you to get better and permission from Vince McMahon's ass. <laughs> you must kiss Vince like Hulk Hogan kiss. I do not know if you like it. He is a good deal. There is always time and time. Oh, I lose a wall. I am the most popular in the world. Since I joined this company, I was the first to be the first day. And from that day, I was disgusted and hated because Paul Heyman saw something that I saw to accept something that someone else <laughs> would not accept. It's oh, true. <laughs> I am the man of light in Omen. Do you know who Paul is? Brock <laughs> Paul is Brock Lesnar. And he joined me to leave. <laughs> but the biggest difference between Brock and I will go with the WWE Championship. I started many times that Vincent K. McMahon, who finally realized he was in it, was the truth. <laughs> Oh, good shit. <laughs> okay. It's our one true day. <laughs> for almost six years. It's our one true day for almost six years. I've reached all the worlds where I'm the best at this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> at the sounds. At the sounds! <laughs> Nobody can see me. However, how often do I testify that I will make a small cup of money? I'm not in the program of the program. I'm so excited I cannot be in the movie. Not only so am I impressed with the United Nations, I'm in the WrestleMania publication. <laughs> I signed at the start of the event. I'm in Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'm Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> but in reality, I must do it. I think this disease is a wine. The fact that WrestleMania is in the main event, I'm sick. Oh, hey, let's keep something off. The one that pleases me. You are a big part. As if I were on the other side. Because you are not the one who recently praised the cup. You are a person who has purchased the programs and are not in the front of your face. And then on the fifth morning at the airport, you have to prove your face to be able to sign and try to sell it on eBay. Because you are also very beautiful to do the right thing. Very beautiful. I went to the WWE competition on July 17th. And very hard. Who knows? I will protest the protest of Japan. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to call to honor. Maybe. Narrative. Punk cameras and balls were found. <laughs> hey, Cole Cabana, how are you? The reason why I was is you. Because I'm leaving. You'll simply pay your money to this company. I just talked about the stars. This year continues, and I understand. Vic Vince McMahon will also pay all the money. He is a multimillionaire who are billions of dollars. Do you know why he is a multimillionaire? Because he is satisfied with his own people. He does not like a friend. 
like John Laurinaitis to tell him everything he wants to hear. I would like to think that this company would be better after Vince McMahon. But in fact, his daughter-in-law is stupid and his son's daughter-in-law and his perfect family. (laughs) I will say Vince McMahon in a personal story. We have welcomed the entire enemy campaign. Disconnected (laughs) microphone. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> well, folks, if you figured one. out what that one is, <laughs> that was a long one, but it was a long one in real life. <laughs> a long one, a good one, and this one was a lot, lot funnier. CM Punk pipe bomb. Yeah, I, I think if nobody could figure it out once he said, "Hey, Cole Cabana, how are you?" <laughs> right. Gave it away. Punk's um, cameras and balls were found. Thank oh, God. Yeah. This one's great. <laughs> but in fact, his daughter-in-law is stupid and his son's daughter-in-law. <laughs> I, I just, I love it. I love, I'm Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> this you've, got one to is... Vince, you've got to kiss Vince like Hulk Hogan kiss. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You must kiss Vince like Hulk Hogan kiss. I, I just love it. I love this one. This Do is you know who Paul is? Brock <laughs> this is a um, this that's is the biggest down, news man. in the history of news I never knew Paul Heyman was Brock Lesnar <laughs> uh, well you know he looks like him and you've never seen Brock Lesnar doesn't wrestle very often well you've never seen Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman in the same place at the same time have you <laughs> he's just that good <laughs> Oh, wait, you see him all the time. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take the next one, Pace. I want to take buddy, the next buddy. one. You got this one? Me! Hulk Hogan! I have a question. Answer your answer. If you, Hulk Hogan, have the traditional methods of WrestleMania with traditional methods. It is usually used to experiment with experiments. When you understand all the people who are suicidal, do you want Hulk Hogan to appear alone? Looking for Hulk Hulk? For what reason? Hulk Hogan! Do you test people in general and fear them? Or Hulk Hogan? Do you retire from the outside? Remove the door, Coke type! Get two pilots made of your victims so you can make this happen! Hulk Hogan withdraws them. Hulk Hogan, read, read, Hogan, Hulk! (laughs) Feel that you kill all the suicide. Read out! Hulk Hogan will come closer to the absolute impression of the world. Yes! Think of the marchers. You, Hulk Hogan, looking for a place to hide 
Or you, Hulk Hogan, who is within this problem? He's talking to two different people. <laughs> he has to. It's Hulk and it's Hulk. <laughs> he can be strong enough for you, Hogan Hulk. Maybe you, three people. <laughs> you, Hulk Hogan, you must kill yourself. That's why you know Hulk Hogan that. For some Hogan, I'm someone chosen to talk. I'm not me, Hulk Hogan. I'm the only one strong and faithful. <laughs> oh, it was so hard to do straight face. But it was so fun. I felt like I was the ultimate warrior. It's like so I embodied him. You don't want to crack because once you crack, you can't get back very easily. I know. <laughs> I love how it goes back and forth between. I don't. I don't know if the people listening could tell I was saying two different words, but there's Hulk Hogan, which is H O K E. And there's Hulk Hogan, which is H-U-L-K. And he switches on and off. So he's talking to both of them. I think there's Hulk Hogan. There's Hulk Hogan. There's Horace Hogan. We remember from the flock, from Raven's flock. You know, uh, there's a lot of Hogan's flopping around here. There's Nick Hogan, who killed a kid in a car. And that's a, that's a shoot. That ain't even a work. Oh, this one was fun. I enjoyed this. I'm glad I took this one because this was just fun. Fun, fun, you fun, did fun, it fun. more justice than I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I felt like the ultimate warrior. For, I feel like I was embodied with his powers. Like he came down from hell and usurped me. Uh, the, the funny thing is it wasn't very far off from a normal <laughs> ultimate warrior promo. Uh, no, you'd <laughs> never know that we changed anything from a normal ultimate warrior promo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, he Get told Hulk to kill himself. Made of your victim. So you have to kill a bunch of people and make two pilots. Feel that you kill all the suicide. That's not a real sentence, but it's pretty fucking it's dark. That could be a t-shirt. <laughs> Feel that you kill all the suicide. We're going to start a metal band and call it Kill All the Suicide. I also want a t-shirt that just says, Read, Read, Hogan, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> read, Read, Hogan, Hulk. And I want to know what the fucking door coke type is. Right. Remove the door coke type. Cult of gay Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I guess. I don't know. He was probably on some coke type. Well, but is it is this Hulk Hogan's penis or is this Terry Balea's penis? Or is Obviously. it Hogan hoax? It could be Hogan hoax. We don't know. Hogan hoax might have a bigger penis than Hulk Hogan, and his is pretty large. What if Hogan Hulk has an anthropomorphic penis and he can move around and slither and shit like a snake or some kind of worm? You did such a good job. Uh, I'll take the next one. Oh, wow. You sure do? This is yeah. a long one. Can you oh, handle this one? I know. Clear your throat, man. Get it Are ready. you ready for this one? Sure. Heaven and crocodile marks. Oh, snap! I, I'm going to be honest, Pacey. If we didn't know what this was already, I would have no idea what the fuck that was. <laughs> right. No idea. What was it, Pacey? It was, it was Bray Wyatt, follow the buzzards. 
heaven <laughs> and crocodile marks. I hope that's how he comes back when he's repackaged. I, I do want to say we we should go back. Uh, the last one that we had so much fun on was the Ultimate Warrior Crane or uh, Crash the Plane promo. Uh, we we actually didn't say that. We just went off and assumed you all knew that right, from right. that very distinguishable <laughs> promo that was obvious. Yeah. What is this Miz talking about? <laughs> Shane McMahon's helicopter crash? Uh, right. I don't understand. Who's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Heaven and crocodile marks. I would never assume that's follow the buzzards, but I love that it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's just better. It's just <laughs> it better. And it fits him. Like, just come out and he says his thing, he blows out the fucking lantern, and then he says, Heaven and crocodile marks. And he goes away. Like, that's way better. <laughs> this next one is a group effort. Oh, man, it's a it's a two-parter. It's both of us, man. And do we just spoil this one right off the top? Since I, I, I want to acknowledge the names. At least, oh. at least, could I acknowledge the name? Um, go ahead and acknowledge the names, even though I think it's not hard to realize who average Gene Okerlund is. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, now you ruined it, and it's okay. But go ahead, go ahead and tell them who who's involved in this. Well, this is a it's a promo with Randy Savage being interviewed by Mean Gene Okerlund, who in this instance is named Average Gene Okerlund for a while. <laughs> yeah, for a while, and at the end they change his name <laughs> to Middle Gen Okerlund. He's he's a last generation cell phone. Right, he's the middle <laughs> gen, not the last gen, just the middle gen. Half a step back. Ooh, there's nothing there. No. Nothing, sir. Nothing is nothing. What do you say? I'm talking all the way, yes. I'm in a better position than me. But the cream will be at the top, yes, macho madness. No matter what you offer, as President Jack Tunney believes, I can tell you which cards are currently subject to Macho Manu Randy Savage and WrestleMania 3. President of Macho Man Randy Savage and President of the World Wrestling Federation did not like this choice. I smoke in the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah, brother, I smoke. And I probably know that the average Gene Okerlin is a legume. Damn it, you spoiled my secret. Wait a minute. I need to ask I Mr. J. I didn't read this one before. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. He's a peanut! He's a fucking peanut! He's a legume! Oh shit, he's a peanut! Sorry, I didn't. Woo! You caught me off guard. Go ahead, average Gene. Woo! Wait a minute. I need to ask Mr. Jack Tunney, president of Randy's World Wrestling Federation, to ask you to accuse Randy Steamboat <laughs> of the to to ask you to accuse Ricky Steamboat of the Intercontinental Champion today. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Clean outside the accident. Yes. 
my glorious time. Oh, yeah, yes. And now I live in a dream. And I'm in a cream. Bukaki. And now the Intercontinental Dog Heavyweight Champion will not only fall, but will also be uh-huh, the world's dog for insensitive races. Oh, yeah. Because you're Hulk Hogan. I'm in the cream. Yes, cream. And no one can work better than Macho Man Randy Savage. In balance, the balance does not matter. <laughs> I'm better than talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federations. Uh-huh. And I'm talking to President Jack Tony. Yes! I left, and nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. Middle Jen Okerlund says, you know, I'm just curious. And Randy, I do not want to reduce the supreme god who gives talent. But I really want to know, I did not see Elizabeth now. That's what he got out of that fucking... Come on, man. After all that, you just ask about Elizabeth, you horndog gene? God damn. What did that have to do with Elizabeth? I want to reduce the supreme god who gives talent. This has got to be the best one yet. I did not read this one ahead of time. I skimmed through and kind of seen what was going on. Oh, this one I love is that fun. he says, this and I probably so know that the average Gene Okerlund is a legume. Like, he's pretty right. sure of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're a fucking peanut, Gene. I don't know. You might be human, but I think you're a fucking peanut. I'm Where did the fucking legume? Like, why didn't it say... Why didn't it say peanut? Why did it write legume? Because it sounds better. How many people better. know what a legume it is? So much better. <laughs> it's a fucking legume. Oh my god! Oh, that was great. I I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm in the cream and the intercontinental dog heavyweight. Where did the dog come I from? Don't know. Oh, and maybe one I of my favorites was in the in, cream. <laughs> the, the best thing, though, in balance, the balance does not matter. Like, what? That's that's super philosophical <laughs> shit. Hell yeah, that is in balance. The balance does not. We gotta matter. spread that that's the galactic you know get down. That's gonna be our message from our <laughs> from our leader, the great Macho Man Randy Savage. Balance, balance does not matter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, we got two uh, more. You you get one and I get one. Who do you want to take the oh, next one? <laughs> I think you do the next one. I'll do the last one. All right, I'll do I'll do this one. Oh, I, I, again, again, I guess we keep skipping through. If you didn't notice, folks, this was the cream of the crop Macho Man interview with uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> it's too good. Cream of the crop, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, this is this is my. Hold on a second. Let me just get ready. All right. You know, they 
say that humans are made. But you can look at me, and you can see Samoa Joe, and you can see, and you can see that this is true. Look, normally, if you go to the other side of the plane, 50-50 has been successful, but I'm genetic, and I'm not made, because you get 25% in at best. Then you mix with Kurt Angle. Get your valuable opportunities. Seeing three trips in the law of Passover. <laughs> you had a 33-33 vehicle. But I received 66 and two-thirds opportunities because Kurt Angle knows he could not kill me. And it had to be that way. That's why, Samoa Joe, you took 33 and a third chance. He had less than 25%, and you have eight, 83 chances to win. And then you have a 75% chance. If we go one, and then by 66, one, two, three, I got the benefit of 141, two, three. JoJo does not find numbers, and they get it for you to win. <laughs> Steiner math, everybody. Uh. Not the longest one, and the fact that this one was so great to begin with, Kind of brings it down a little, but great things like seeing three trips in the law of Passover. Yeah. I just, there were some really good things, but I'm genetic and I'm not made. It's like, wait, what? I read the number is 66 and a half thirds. 66 and a half thirds. Yeah, there you go. 66 and a half thirds. But then there was 141 and two thirds and 66. One, two, three. I don't know what that was. You have I don't know what one chances. half of a third. You've got eight sets yeah. of 83 chances to win. Yep. So that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking chances. It's more than eight, Christian eight times 83. Holy shit. You know, they say that humans are made. I love that one too. Because they're just made. They're made. You know. Well, they come from they're genetics. No, he says. Normally, if you go to the other side of the plane, 50-50 has been successful. You know, he wrote this while he's driving around and flying on the plane, and he's like, those motherfuckers are successful. These motherfuckers over here aren't. Why am I on this side? You go on the other side of the plane. <laughs> oh, just, just good shit. Good, good. Uh, one that, that yeah, it... it it didn't have to be redone because it was so hilarious. But uh, I'm glad you did. I'm, I'm glad we did also. Math gets Basically, a lot harder one here. More. <laughs> this one's for you. This isn't a funny oh. one, but I bet it's going to end up funny. All right. I know that in the last months, I lost a lot, and I sent one of them. And I would know it does not mean that everyone is worth anything. But it's very useful. That's why I should go back and do it the same. <laughs> and do it myself. It's not very useful, but I should do it the same. <laughs> and I'll go. And I'd like to say that I lost my mind and I did not fix it. <laughs> That's why I did the same. Just said fuck it. That's why I did the same. <laughs> This is great. Uh, I'm preparing myself for it. Whew. 
The person who is Neolithic. <laughs> and I do not to want to, uh, wants people to be happy with me, but I, everyone wanted me to do it. And I, in the past I go and you want me or not. I just want to tell you that this time is the last year of the best year of my life. <laughs> And uh, if I ever do it again, it would be good for me to live a year with many years. And my first year, <laughs> and my first year was one of my life. And I thank you. I'm here to thank everyone here, and that means I go to my house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It would be good for me to live a year with many years. <laughs> this is the last year of the best year for my life. <laughs> Folks, this is the Shawn Michaels Lost My Smile promo. Another classic promo. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna use this every day when I get off work. I'm just gonna end it with. I'm gonna log out and then I'm gonna say, and it means that I go to my house. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> oh, those are always fun. I, and a random one, which I'm not sure. I went through and even like double-backed and seen where, like, uh, all the different, all the different words and sentences fit in, but the whole thing where it says the person who is Neolithic, <laughs> like, where the what? Fuck did that come from? How did that get in there? The person who is Neolithic? Wow. All right. <laughs> Good shit. It is good shit. <laughs> fun. Very fun, Pacey. Mm. Thank you for that lost in translation. Oh, yeah. It was time to bring it back, and I think it's going to be back again very soon because we, uh, we got onto a little path here. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think the listeners enjoy it. There's just so many different ways and places you can play this game. It's, it's definitely a, a reoccurring theme going forward. We still have some time. We do. Do you want to burn through a new beginning? Yes, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling's new beginning in Osaka. All right. This is one of New Japan Pro Wrestling's bigger events of the year. We have seen U.S. titles, heavyweight titles, trade places. Um, always something good and big happens at this time of year. And they've got a hell of a lineup, considering that AEW has usurped a lot of their talent. Yeah. <laughs> With that all being said, um, the first match we have, of course... As all New Japan Pro Wrestling events are, the first few are all multi-men matches. We're, we're mm -hmm. used to that. That's Kick what happens. Kick it off happens. with a good pace. <clears throat> first one is Jushin Thunder Liger take, uh, with, sorry, Jushin Thunder Liger with Satoshi Kojima and Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Minoru Suzuki, Taka Michinuku, and Takashi Isuko. This is the point where I tell um, everybody I have no idea what's going on in New Japan prior to this whatsoever. 
Great. <laughs> so these are going to be shots in the dark. <clears throat> but you know Jushin Thunder Liker and you know Minoru yes, Suzuki. And I'm going with Suzuki Gun. I'm going Team Suzuki, Suzuki Gun, Takamichinoku, Takahashi, Zaku. Uh, that's my pick. And I'm on the side of the team that probably has a stable, but I would like to call them the Liger Brigade. Uh, they don't have a stable as far as I know. Because they could. Because everybody has a stable. Well, if they Japan. don't, now they can call themselves the Liger Brigade. When you're Chris Jericho, it's Chris Jericho, no group. What was it? No, no faction? Yeah, no. no. Yeah. No, I think it was no group. No something. No something. It was no something. We talked about it on a show, people. Go back yeah. and watch it. We can't remember all the shows we've done. Um, Next up, we have Evil and Sonata representing... <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Basically, I'm dying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Holy buckets. What happened there? Literally, literally, the ultimate warrior trying to escape <laughs> from inside of me. <laughs> Evil in Sonata. Representing uh, Los Ingobernobles de Japón. Take on Ayato Yoshida and Shota Yumino. Who do you got, Pasty? My boys. Las Ingabernobles de Japón. That was good enough. I like that. How many of you have taken L.I.J. Los Ingabernobles de Japón? I said it better. You did. <laughs> I, I agree. 100%. <laughs> Next match, we got... I said it first. On... Or quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. It took me like a half a second and then it registered completely. One, and that's actually one statement uh, where it holds true because I said it before you and faster than you. You, you did. <laughs> Both. It was, it was great. Um, <clears throat> then we got... Uh, where are we at? Tetsuya uh, Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi. Versus El Desperado, Tai Chi, and Yoshinobu Kanemura. I'm going with Naito and his group. Yes, indeed. Because I love Tetsuya Naito. His group, my pick, the Naito Club. Yeah, and he's been on a losing streak. He needs to win. He's, he's one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the world today. And I at least know uh, two of the people about on his enough. team. Which doesn't say much for the other team who I know. You know Bushi. I'm saying I know Bushi. I know Naito. You know El Desperado and Tai Chi. <laughs> I don't know. Not by hearing or reading their names. Okay. Well, next we have Yoshihashi and Tomoaki Hanma versus Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. Yes, indeed. I'm going with Yoshi Tamagotchi. And I am going with the Bullet Club, Chase Evans, and uh, Takahashi. And Chase Owens. What did Evans. I say? Did I say Chase <laughs> yeah. Evans? 
Who's Chase Evans? Is that a thing? Or did I think it's a country music artist, maybe. <laughs> Chase Evans. I'm going to look that up real quick now. Where did it come from? I don't that? know. <clears throat> Chase Evans. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that Evans I have a lot of faith s- in the Bullet Club until they prove date. themselves on their own without, without um, <clears throat> the elite. Chase Evans is a uh, <clears throat> real estate company. <laughs> it's the only thing I can find. Chase Evans is a full-service estate and lettings agency with its roots and reputation based in the dynamic environment of London's foremost (laughs) business district. With seven offices located across London and fully staffed offices in Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai, and Kuala Lumpur, we offer outstanding coverage and service throughout central London, the West End, the city, Docklands, and beyond. Well, there you go. Well, that's fucking probably bigger than fucking Chase Owens, to be honest. He ain't in fucking Kuala Lumpur and shit. <clears throat> um, what do we got, Bullet Club? You got Bullet Club. <clears throat> I got Yoshi Tamagotchi. Yeah, what do we got next? Toru Yanyu and Togi Makabe versus Bullet Club's Gorillas of War. Tamatanga and Tangaloa. What do you got? I got Bullet Club, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa. Yeah, I think I'm giving this one to the firing squad. I don't know why, I just want to toss them on something. That works. Yeah. <clears throat> then we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, uh, Taji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, representing Bullet Club versus... Ryusaki Taguchi. What? <clears throat> no. Bad luck, Vale is fighting oh, Kazuchika Okada. Sorry, I skipped one. I skipped, <laughs> skipped a match. A whole lot of I skipped space. a match. You with... went way over. You went down. <laughs> but anyways, but it is my favorite pro wrestler in the world, so it is kind of <laughs> yeah. Sad. Bad luck, Vale. I know he's great. That's why he's my pick. Yeah, well, he's all right, but Kazuchika Okada taking on Bad Luck Vale. Chaos versus the Bullet Club. I'm going. What are you going? I'm going with? Fale, I guess. I'm going with. Uh, or at least that was at three o'clock this afternoon when I filled this out. Kazuchika Okada. I'm looking at some of my things and I'm like, why did I pick this? <laughs> now why'd you? Why did I that? pick that? I don't know. Because I went into this saying, yeah, I don't think Bullet Club's going to do very well, and then I picked Bullet. Then Club. we had IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. Uh, Taji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, versus uh, Ryusuka Taguchi. I'm going with Ishimori. I'm going with Taguchi Goon. I dig it. And last, but certainly not least, the IWGP International World Grand Prix Heavyweight Title, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Defending his title against the Switchblade, Jay White of the Bullet Club, pasty. Yes, what you I'm going to breathe with the switch up and say Tanahashi. You know what? I'm going Tanahashi too. <laughs> I don't like his breathe with the switchblade. I'm not a big Jay White guy. No. He's doing better, and you know, if I watched more matches of his, maybe I'd love him more, but... I don't, 
and I, I don't. I listened to him on Talk as Jericho, and I don't think he did much for me. I didn't even listen to his Talk as Jericho, to be honest. Just to be honest. <sighs> Just to be Just honest. Just to be honest. With that, Pacey, I think it's almost time to uh, put this podcast to rest. Yes, indeed. Thank you for joining us at Beastics Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Beastics Podcast, on Twitter at Beastics CSB, on Instagram at Beastics Podcast. Folks, next week we have a special Valentine's Day themed episode for you. So, for all you Latino heaters out there, you ready to have a great show? And it's going to be heart wrenching. Uh, Matt Hardy Dumperoos out there. <clears throat> we actually have something for you, too. So expect the best from us. <clears throat> More than you did your significant other who broke Right. Your we'll never let you down. With that, I am Fat Mac. And I am Beastie. And we will beef you next week. <laughs> <laughs>